I wish to say it very clearly, fear not, Jesus is the commander-in-chief of God's army. I believe this morning that we need to concentrate on the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Fear not, Christ is a man of war. The battle is not mine, the battle is not yours, the battle belongs to the Lord. Christ, our battle commander, is eternal. Christ, our battle commander, is ageless, timeless. He's called the Ancient of Days. He was, he is, and he will be yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his wonderful name. I'll say again that Christ is our battle commander and is eternal. Christ existed billions and billions of years ago before coming to the earth. Christ receives the name Jesus during his visit to the earth. He fought and won our strategic victory, our strategic battle on the cross. He conquered Satan, sin, the grave, and life itself. Christ will lead the battle at Armageddon before the day of judgment. Jesus Christ, I say again, is the ancient of days, yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his wonderful name. I say Jesus Christ is our battle commander. The battle is not yours. The battle is not mine. The battle belongs to the person who was victorious over sin, Satan, demons, and life itself. Only believe all things are possible. I say again, I don't know what you are facing, but I say only believe that Jesus is the commander of God's army. He won the battle then, he will win the battle today, and ultimately he will win the battle in the future. My motivation for teaching and preaching is Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is, one, it's, God's word is a double-edged sword. Um, is a, there's a battle going on, and to be victorious in life's battle, I've got to fight it on the premises of God's word that is ageless, timeless, and ceaseless. Hebrews chapter 4.12 For the word of God is, one, it is alive and powerful. Two, it is sharper than any double-edged sword. Three, it penetrates, it cuts, and it divides. Four, it goes through the soul and the spirit. It goes through the joints and marrow. Why? It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. God is called the omniscient. He's the all-knowing God. He knows everything even before it starts. He knows the end from the beginning, and he knows the beginning from the end. Nothing gets God by surprise. He is able and capable. He's dependable. He's trustable. He's reliable. And he's trustworthy. My dependency is the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Second Timothy 3.16 
complementary to Hebrews chapter 4, 12, says all scripture is. One, it is God's healed. It means it's God's breath. God the Holy Spirit has authenticated his word as truth. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. What is the benefit? Why is it necessary for us to get grips with God's word? It has a fourfolded blessing. A, it is useful for teaching. It means we can know what God did for us before the earth, during the earth, and even when the earth will come to an end. It is useful for teaching. B, it is useful for rebuking. C, it is useful for correcting. And D, useful for training in righteousness. I'm Kevin Williams from Death Postpone Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for today's people and for today's problems. I say today's people have insurmountable problems. There's a lot of stuff. There's anxiety, there's stress, there's fear, there's worry, there's anxiety, there's all the psychological warfare on the face of the earth to destabilize, to paralyze, even to bring us to the point of suicide, to kill ourselves because we cannot fight the ancient battle. But Jesus is the commander of God's army. And fight Jesus and he will do battle for you. He did it before and he won. He did it 2,000 years ago on the cross and he won. Jesus Christ is victorious forever and ageless he will be. My victory over Satan, sin, demons and life itself. Today we continue our apostle meditation in the book of Psalm 121. We conclude our study of the second verse in the psalm. The last word for investigation in the word is the word earth. I call on all my listeners to share my personal meditations with family and friends. Those who listen to my podcast, please share the platform with others. Thank you once again for receiving and regularly listening to my Bible study and meditation. Today, I want to speak on the subject, Jesus Christ, our battle commander for earth. Earth as a designated universal Savior, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I say Jesus, Christ, our battle commander. When life don't make sense, invite Jesus. When there's things that you cannot fight yourself, call upon the battle commander with the name Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. Your victory has been sealed, signed, and delivered. Jesus Christ, get today, today and forever. Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Get again. I call on your on your attention on my meditation today Jesus Christ our battle commander for earth while we are on the face of the earth we have a battle commander the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ let's investigate the the last word in our meditation the second verse 
the word earth. Point A. Let us explore the meaning of the word earth. Point A. Explore the meaning of earth. Point one. The word earth is the 25th word in Psalm 121 verse 2. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Point two. Earth is the English translation of its counterparts in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Point three. In Hebrew, the word earth is known as Eretz, E-R-E-T-S. In Greek, earth is known as Ga-Io. In Latin, earth is known as Terra, terrestrial. Point four. Point four A. The word Eretz, E-R-E-T-S, in Hebrew, stands for the earth the surface upon which life is love it, it, it focuses upon the planet earth where we love point b Erez is often associated with the world in general everywhere people love upon the face of the earth point c the word Erez refer both to land and ground as earth visible surface what we see from space, what we see from an airplane when we land. It is the visibleness of Earth. Point D. Earth or Erez refer to Earth as opposed to heaven or sky. It is heaven is above, Earth is below. Everything that is on the face of the Earth, which is under heaven, is called Earth. Point E. Earth is the third planet of the solar system, the world upon which humans love. Earth is called the third planet in the solar system, the world upon which humans love. Point F. Earth as a noun refer to the material world, the physical world, the seen world, the manifested world, the abode of man, as opposed to the heaven or the underworld. Heaven above, earth in the middle, and the underworld beneath our feet. Point G. Earth is the third planet from the sun, and home to all known life, and only earth sustains liquid surface water. Let me say it again. Earth is the third planet from the earth and a home to all known life, human life, animal life, and human life upon the face of the earth. It is the only place where liquid surface water is and are being sustained. Point H. So our focus is not on the physical planet, on the mountains and the oceans called earth in capital letters, but earth, small letters, referring to all people everywhere in the world. It's a place where humans are living. It is where we reside while we're still alive on the earth. So what's important that I want you to reveal that the position of the word earth 
in Psalm 21 verse 2, he has the number 25. When you count the words, it is the 25th word in the second verse that poses the first, I think, the first paragraphs of the psalm. Point two. According to the Hebrew, Hamatria 25 stands and symbolizes this statement, grace upon grace, as in John 14, verse 6. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the earth, the people of the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believes on Jesus, that person will not die, but death will turn around into eternal life. It is his life for our life. I have temporal life, but Jesus has eternal life. Remember, he conquered life. He conquered Satan. He conquered demons. He conquered governments and empires. He even conquered the grave. So Jesus is Lord of all, King of kings and Lord of lords. According to Hebrew Hamatia, it is the 25th word in the text, and it represents grace upon grace. God did not come from upstairs, downstairs, to condemn, but to redeem, not to reject, but to receive, not to neglect, but to encourage and to nourish. Jesus is the great consolation of Israel for the world. Jesus says, I will never leave you as often. I will give the paracletos. Paracletos means someone that goes with us on the journey of life. And that is the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So the number 25 symbolizes grace upon grace. God manifested his love to us while we were yet sinners Christ died for you, Christ died for me, and Christ died for every unbeliever on the face of the earth. Christ paid it all. It was paid in full. When it says, Tetelestai, the payment for sin was paid once for all. Point A. Let us investigate the word of God. Point A, ejection of Lucifer to earth. I want to look at the prominence of the planet earth where we dwell. Thousands and thousands, even thousands of thousands of years. Point A, the ejection of Lucifer to the earth. Point one, earth became a point of focus According to the book of Revelations, chapter 12, verse 4, where the Bible says, Lucifer was cast out on the earth. Revelations 12, 9 states the following, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, he was cast into the earth. When we exalt ourselves, God will debase us. God will humiliate us. But when we are humble before God, God will exalt us. 
Jesus Christ, who is the sovereign God, existed before the world began, left his glorious God and took on flesh. It means he humbled himself and today he is the sovereign of sovereign. He's the king of kings and he's the lord of lords. He's the majesty over majesties upon the face of the earth. Point two. Jesus makes a statement from his divinity revealing his pre-existence that he was present at the fall of Lucifer as per Luke chapter 10 verse 18. Listen to the words of Jesus. So he told them that the disciples were in audience and the people of the then world. He says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So Jesus is a personal eyewitness in his divinity. I says, I saw Satan, the opposer of God, the enemy of the believer. I saw, it, it means I was present, I'm a witness, I saw Satan fall from grace. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven to earth. Place, heaven is above, earth is below, so he fell from the top to the bottom. Point three, what is the background before the war in heaven? What happened? before the war in heaven point c background before the war in heaven point a before human history and adam's existence god existed eternally and independently from heaven and the earth god is the uncaused cause he brought heaven and earth into existence by his spoken word so when god speaks there will be animation and there will be formation. Life will take place. Point B. God existed before everything and brought everything into existence from nothing. Now this is majestic. I say God can bring from nothing something. Everything. And God has the power to bring things to nothing. God existed before everything and brought everything into existence from nothing. Point C. So God by his permissive will. Listen to this. God by his permissive will. Remember God existed in himself independently beyond heaven and earth. Made an executive decision of choice. Thousands and upon thousands of years ago. Maybe billions of years ago. So God by his permissive will called angels to exist. Heaven was populated with billions and billions of angels. I want you to hear me again. By his permissive will, by his independent choice, God called angels to be. They were not formed by the hand of God. They were spoken into existence. And they populated heaven by the billions. Point D. The purpose was to be ministers unto and servants for God's pleasure and for the pleasures of God. To glorify God in heaven and upon the face of the earth. 
They are messengers. They are protectors. They are providers. And they are supporters. Point E. They have the ability, and I think this is what I discovered, that they have the ability to think and to reason and to make choices independently. Today we have the ability and the choice to make decisions for Christ or against Christ. I want to tell you today, it is because of my association with Jesus that I that Jesus conquered blood cancer in my body is grace upon grace. God was merciful and gracious to me. Again, I say angels, they have the ability to think and to make choices independently. Point F. Lucifer was appointed as and a chief angel. He was the seal of perfection. He had full wisdom and perfect in beauty, according to the book of Ezekiel 28, verse 12. So he, before he became a rebel, before he opposes God, before he became Satan and the devil and the great serpent, the Bible says that the seal of perfection was his personification, full of wisdom. And perfect in beauty, according to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, verse 12. Point G. He was the first among the many angels and was assigned important task on behalf of God. He was the servant of his creator. Point three. Listen to this. This is visible in our world today. Pride goes before the fall. Speaks about the, the, the character of Lucifer. Pride goes before the fall. Point one. According to the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, verse 13, Lucifer's pride was exposed by the character of God's omniscience. Let me state it again. The hidden Pride, the hidden arrogance, the self-exaltation of Lucifer was exposed by the omniscience of God. Point two. Omniscience means that God knows everything there is to know. The word omniscience means all knowledge. So God has all knowledge. I know where I'm at today, but when I give my life to Jesus, God knows where he can take me to. The word of God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you. Plans not to stop you. Plans not to destroy you, but plans to prosper you. Plans to bless you. Give praise to the name of Jesus. Point three. God has the ability to know everything whether visible or invisible things, even our thoughts. God knows our thoughts. God knows the thoughts of the enemy. And God will not allow that we will fall over our feet and be killed and destroyed because death is in our communities. Death is in our country. Death is in the world. But I call upon the name of Jesus who conquered life and death, Satan. Demons, evil spirits, at one moment, they are defeated because of the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
point four. The content of Lucifer's heart are being exposed, are being revealed in the book of Isaiah chapter 14 verse 3. Listen to God's analysis of the condition of Lucifer's heart. Listen to this, I quote. For you said in your heart, God is speaking to Lucifer. God is exposing Lucifer in the very presence of the angelic presence. And God says, God details the content of Satan's heart, and God knows the heart of our enemy, and God even knows your and my heart. Listen to God said. Now God is speaking what happens in the heart of Lucifer. Lucifer said these words, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest side of the north. Listen to the declaration that God knows your heart and that of mine. God exposes the heart of the archangel angel Lucifer. God says, for you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the furthest side of the north. Point five. This portion of scripture reveals Lucifer's triple arrogant statement. That of pride, that of arrogance, that of self-dependency, that of I am more important than. This portion of scripture again reveals Lucifer's triple arrogant statement, I will, I will, I will. And that is pride. Pride goes before the fall. Now listen to this. Lucifer is a created being. He was caused into existence. Yet creation wished to exalt himself before, beyond and above his creator. Point six. He shared his conspiracy to topple the reign of God and to replace God as sovereign. Listen to this arrogant archangel before he became Satan, the devil. He shared his conspiracy. Not only had he the intention, but he now mobilized people to support him, angels to support him. He said his conspiracy to topple the reign of God and to replace God as sovereign. No one can replace the sovereign God over heaven and earth. Because he was not created, he is the uncreated existence of reality above and beyond heaven and earth. I think he bribed other angels with power and position, with might, if and when they join his rebellion. All the rebellions that turn into civil war starts with one person who wants to become president, one person who wants to depose the president. So this is what happens before, that's what the Bible says, there's nothing new under the sun. Point seven.
according to the book of Revelations 12 verse 4, Lucifer with his thoughts of greatness in his heart, he drew one third of all the angels with him to war against God. So millions and upon millions of angels turned their rightful abode and went with the rebel Lucifer, who was instantaneously demobilized, dethroned, paralyzed, and brought low. But every person that calls upon the name of Jesus, even though you are down and out, even if you're in the gutters of life, when you call upon the name of Jesus, God will take you from downstairs, upstairs. God will take you from humility to that of being a child with God. Point eight. War broke out in heaven. You see, whatever happens in our heart must have animation, must have action. Listen to this, point eight. War broke out in heaven. War is not unknown to us. America was at war with its neighbors. America was at war with foreign dignitaries and foreign nations. And there's a war between Ukraine and Russia. War is here. And Jesus says, and there will be wars and rumors of war. But let us go before Adam. There was a war. Point one, we find in Scripture, as per Revelations chapter 12, 7 to 9, the details of this rebellion, the details of this battle. This is called the angelic war. It's a war that continues even at this moment in our world today. The Bible states very clearly, point A, and war broke out in heaven. This is ancient. This is God is revealing what happened before Adam and Eve fell from grace. Point B. Michael, the identity of, the, of God's battle commander is called Michael. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But they did not prevail nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. If you battle God and the church of Christ, you will not be victorious. You will not go up. You will go down. Listen to what happened to Lucifer, called the dragon, Satan, the devil. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but they did not prevail. You cannot prevail, but with God in my boat, we will smile at the storms. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. They were evicted from heaven by his choice. You see, we can, we can receive Jesus or we can reject Jesus. It is all about our choice that we make. Point C. So the great dragon was cut out that serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives our world today he was thrown from a, out, a high place down to a low place point D the result of his rebellion the result of his revolt the result of opposing God 
he was cast to the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. Those who joined the rebellion was cast out like Lucifer to the earth. Point E. Revelation 12.10 reveals the following, and I quote, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before God day and night. God is revealing to the prophet John on Patmos, thousands and thousands of years, AD 96, God revealed what happened millions and millions of years before Adam came to the world. Point F. But listen to this. The prominence of earth came in the following text. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in the heaven. So what happened? Lucifer and the demons were evicted from heaven and there was a rejoice in heaven. But listen to the words. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea for the devil is come down unto you with great wrath because he know that he has but a short time. We are now in overdrive of the angelic warfare and I cannot fight this battle in on human arrogance or human pride. No, I seek Jesus. Jesus is the commander-in-chief of God's army. And when I was down with blood cancer, I call upon the name of Jesus. And I'm alive today. I'm cancer-free. I use no medicine. He paid my medical costs. I say, with Jesus in my boat, I can smile at the storms. Point B. The battle commander of heaven has been revealed. It is important to note who will do battle on my behalf. Jesus is known. He says in 1 John 5, 5, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Son of God will overcome this world. The battle commander of heaven revealed. Point B. One. Revelation 12:7 reveals the name of God's battle commander as the archangel Michael. Point two, according to the book of Daniel, chapter 10, 13, and verse 21, and Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, the archangel Michael is called a one of the foremost princes. Point B, the great prince. So this is no normal person. This is the foremost prince of princes. Point three. This title given to Michael makes him the commander-in-chief of God's army. Point four. In the book of Joshua, Michael is called the commander-in-chief of God's army. Point five. Michael the archangel is the deliverer and the defender of God's people as per Daniel chapter 12. Point six. According to the book of Jude 9, Michael disputed with Satan after the death 
of Moses. So this person, Michael, was at, at the moment when Moses passed over to the other side and there was a dispute between Satan and Michael over the body of Moses. Point seven. Michael lives up to the meaning of his name. What is this? Michael, who is this person? Listen to this. Michael lives up to the meaning of his name, who is like God, by defending God's rulership and defending God's and fighting God's enemies. Point C. I want to reveal a mystery that has been revealed to me. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And I want to look at the point C. Jesus Christ is Michael the Archangel. This is a mystery revealed in Scripture. Point one. During the battle in heaven, Christ took on the name of Michael. Michael the Archangel. Point two. Christ during his earthly ministry, took on the name Jesus to battle Satan, the forces of darkness, on the, the face of the earth. Point three. So Christ is both the archangel Michael and the same person called Jesus. God has the power to be seen and to reveal himself. Michael is the unseen reality that did battle on behalf of God. And Jesus is the commander in chief of God's army. He came to do battle in, upon the face of the earth. Point four. The title archangel means chief of the angels. Point A. This title appears in scripture only twice. And in both cases, the word is in the singular form, meaning it is going to direct to one person and to one person only, suggesting that only one angel bears the title, the angel of the Lord. Listen to this, point B. This title refers to the resurrected Messiah, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as per 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16. Listen to this. Because the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a commanding call, with an archangel's voice, and with God's trumpet, and those who died in Christ will rise first. So this, Mark, this Michael, the archangel, Jesus receives this title. Jesus is called. Let me read First Thessalonians four sixteen, because the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a commanding call, with an archangel's voice, and with God's trumpet, and those who died in Christ will rise first. Point C. As per Second Thessalonians. 1 verse 7 and 8. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance 
on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point D. 1 Peter 3 verse 22 confirms that all angels, all authorities, all demons, all evil spirits, all governments, all empires, all powers were made subject to Jesus Christ as the sovereign over heaven and earth. I want to conclude today this triumphant meditation. Jesus, our battle commander to protect us against the unseen forces of darkness. My conclusion, point one, Satan was defeated in battle by Christ known as Michael the Archangel. Point two, Satan was defeated on the cross by Christ known as Jesus during his earthly ministry. Point three, at the battle of Armageddon, Christ as commanding chief will ultimately defeat Satan called the serpent, the devil, once for all. Point four, Remember God's promises for us today is this. The battle is not mine. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Michael the Archangel, known to us as Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for today's problems and for today's people. I don't know what you are going through, but I want you to make one executive decision of choice. Call upon the name of Jesus. He's the commander-in-chief of God's army. Jesus Christ, our battle commander for the earth. God bless until we meet again. Amen.